Grand finals are known for special performances. Here comes Dusty. He's shaping up for a fourth. Cyril's there. He leaves it for Buddy. Oh! Oh! Around the body goes Stewie Joe. From inside the centre square. Boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. And on the biggest day in footy, we've got these dead set legends to get you ready for the 2022 Toyota AFL Grand Final. As Geelong... The cat- have dominated here in the pre- Take on Sydney. Sydney are through to the grand final. Live from the Triple MCG, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends live from the MCG outside of Gate 3. No, this isn't Kath Lachlan. She will be joining us after 11. But we do have the 287 St Kilda game champion, two-time All-Australian, three grand finals and one grand final sprint, Joey Montagna. Thank you, Good morning. Nice How to you, have mate? you in filling in today. Kathy, yes. uh, she's a busy woman. She's got Fox footy commitments. She's doing everything at the moment. But she'll join us. But nice to have you back in the host. Oh, chair. thank you, mate. Well, I haven't hosted. I did produce. Yeah. I'm full circle now. And also here is the Dad's Game BOG and Footy Media's <laughs> nicest person, Jay-Z Clark. Good morning, mate. Uh, thank you, Rabsy. Gee, I can't wait for this one. We could see one of the great grand finals today. I think Geelong and Sydney both in outstanding form. And what about some of the players, some of the rock star superstars we're going to see out there? Lance Franklin, Joel Selwood, absolute warriors of the game. Patrick Dangerfield, I can't wait for it. Joe, you've been there and done it, what was it, three times. What is it like? Tell us what it's like when you run up that race you hear the roar a hundred thousand people out there all the uh, all the colors of the two teams how are you feeling oh, when you, you run up that race go through the banner you get the goosebumps you absolutely as a player you get the tingles you feel the adrenaline you're running up there's a number of times when you get it so the first time you run out yep. and the crowd roar then the second time is when you run down and do a warm-up to your end where the fans are you get it again and then of course when the national anthem finishes and that roar around the MCG goes off. Yeah. You get a whole tingle down your body, and yeah. you know you're alive. Yeah. And then it's game on from there. It's, it's going to be a cracking grand final. The two best teams of the year. Yep. And that's all you want. They've won nine games and 15 games in a row. They are both cherry ripe. It's going to be a beauty. And you said you ran in the grand final sprint. How did, how, just how did you I go? I did that about one? five times, actually. <laughs> yeah. So you can get free tickets. Get a free ticket to the grand final. <laughs> you run in the sprint. So I used to run in the grand final sprint, and I'd come last in the heat, but then I'd get a good day, be able to drink some beers and watch the grand final. <laughs> oh, smart. Well, we said Kath Lachlan's going to join us yep. after 11. Another former host of ours, and we love her. M Friedman's going to jump on the show shortly as well. And we're going to chat to Tom McDonald, not the Melbourne player, the man behind Robbie Williams, who'll be performing at halftime before the game today, I should say. I heard Robbie did three 20-minute rehearsals on Thursday, and apparently it is spectacular. The, the show, charts. the production, the pyro, you've got an absolute Absolute special treat coming up with Robbie Williams. Now, Joey and Jay, we are honoured yep. to be joined by our former host and Channel 7 darling, M. Friedman. How are you, Em? Darling? Yes, of course you are. <laughs> Guys, I miss you so much. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't help myself. I had to pop by and say hello on this mammoth day. Oh, it's a nice treat, Ab. It's like a reunion show, isn't it? It, it is. All it is. Yeah. With Rabsy and M and everyone, it's Usually great. the Emerald, but now we're on stage. <laughs> Doing a magnificent job with the Brownlow. Oh, killing it, M. Of oh, course. And Paddy Cripps, what a popular winner. Like, I know there was all the stuff about the suspension and uh, he got off in the end. But what a charming young man, the inspirational Carlton Skipper. You would have been so happy for him. Yeah, I think sitting in the room that night, Jay, one of the things that really came across, especially when he was doing the interview with Haim after he had won the medal, was that connection to family and how important his family and um, that positive mindset is to him. He's a real inspiration, I reckon, to a lot of young people as well because there's been 
points in his career where things haven't gone to plan. You know, he talked about coming over a little bit heavy from Perth and we, you know, heard, heard all about those stories. But then to also see him celebrating with his family, there was a video of him embracing his mum and, yep. you know, her saying, I'm so proud of you. It was a, a really beautiful moment and I'm sure Paddy's had a big week. And then you, are, you are a Sydney sider. You're down for the day. What, what is Sydney like? Set up for us today. What will Sydney, will the pubs be packed? What is it going to look like in Sydney? Because they seem to be getting right into it. Absolutely. So I reckon in the last couple of weeks, Sydney has fully gotten on the Sydney Swans bandwagon. And especially where I live, right near the SCG, there is just blue, uh, red and white, blue and white, red and white, absolutely <laughs> everywhere. And I reckon all the pubs, yeah, it'll be just a real festival of, of footy up there today. Uh, my husband, Charlie, of course, he'll be at the pub celebrating of course yes. will. another yes. grand final day. But, yeah, Sydney's really gotten behind the Swans this year. They've been great all year, haven't they? They've been an amazing team to watch. Certainly the big story, um, Rabsy, of course, is the big, the big watch mm-hmm. on Max Holmes. We've been talking about it all week, Joey. Will he play the speedster? Provides so much run and energy on the wing uh, for the Cats. I don't think he plays today. So really? as optimistic as the Cats have been, I think he will be a uh, late change. I understand he did some top speed running yesterday morning. I believe there might have been a secret session this morning, but it's a huge call for the Cats, isn't it? Because what if he pings it, uh, uh, Joey? What, what if he goes down 10 minutes into the second quarter? I know they've got the sub, but it's a big risk to take. And in this sort of situation, you know, a young fellow who probably doesn't have a lot of soft tissue experience, I think they're going to make the change. And Parfit probably comes in. O'Connor's there. Uh, O'Connor is there as well. But I just don't know that they can take the gamble. I'm not expecting him to play. What do you think? Well, it's, it's a decision that can I that win your premiership will potentially cost you one if he does get injured. I've yep. got no doubt this morning he'll be doing one more fitness test. It's pretty common, especially this occasion. They'll be testing him out flat out. Like, he'll be sprinting and picking up ground balls this morning, and they'll be hoping he either does his hammy this morning yep. and it's out, or if he gets through, I still think he's a chance to play. Yep. I, I'm not sure. You reckon he's... You think that, I don't reckon he plays don't reckon today. He plays. Now, no. why would it be Parfit and not Sam Menegola, who would be a perfect replacement for him with the same role on the wing. Parfit, a very good player. I mean, how's he not in the Geelong 22 as it is? I think he's a star, and that's the thing. Chris Scott has got depth, hasn't he? Because he's got he's got Menegola, he's got O'Connor, he's got Parfit, so I don't think they're going to take the risk on the youngster. They bring in someone who they can count on 100%, because the last thing they would want is a young bloke doing his hamstring, leaving them short, you know, from the second quarter onwards, even with the subs. So I think there will be a late change. Joey, if that, if that happens and Holmes is out, does it change Geelong in, in the setup and the way they play the game or not really? A little bit. He's yep. been mighty important to him, Max Holmes. That running power that he provides to get up the ground and their, their slingshot style that working in tandem with Isaac Smith and Grind Myers and Close and Stengel, he'll be important. But I think Menegola can, can fill that void if they do decide not to play him. But oh, I think it's a risk worth taking. You've got the sub now. You've got the sub there. So if he does get injured, you can replace him with the sub. So it be fascinating to see whether he gets up or not. Well, we'll find out around 1.30s when the yep. final teams will come out. Jay, you are up and about for right. OB. You love him. It's basically like Christmas today, isn't it? You get out, you bounce out of bed. There's the Boxing Day test or there's the AFL Grand Final. It is such an exciting day. Now, we've got a nice crowd building here at the MCG. Melbourne has turned it on the weather. The sun is shining. Sometimes the Bureau of Meteorology, uh, Joey, they don't always get it right. They said it'd be... <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, they like, never get it right. Well, <laughs> Have a look at this. Today's an absolute beauty. We need to test it, right? We need to find out what sort of crowd we got here. So uh, I can see lots of blue and white. Who here is supporting the Cats? Nice. And the Cats. All right. Now I can see some <laughs> some Swanee fans. They're up the, more so down the back. Who here is cheering the Mighty Bloods? Yeah. 
Definitely, uh, the cat's a bit louder. Now, it's one of the great days, not only at the MCG, but of course, back, uh, back, backyards across the country with the barbecues. Joey here, the only person in Australia who eats his sausages without sauce. I'm not sure what's going on there, but it is bloody weird. But, M, <laughs> you are the nation's number one tipster. That is not true. And but... we've proven that every <laughs> spring you That's fill our true. wallets. So for, oh, the, for the punters goodness. out there who uh, might be having a look at the GGs today, have you got a bit of something for us? And is there a horse to watch this spring? Who are we, who are we going to be um, making money on this spring? And if you've got something for today. Yeah, so horses to watch this spring, there's two. There's obviously Animo, who was the three-year-old champion cult last a year and then heads into a Cox Plate in flying fashion at the moment. So here's the big watch, along with Cool and Gatta, who won the Moya last night. And mm. I think people were concerned whether she had come back as a three-year-old filly and could mix it with the big boys in the sprints. She's a chance of heading to an Everest now. So that's really exciting for her. What about today? Big day of racing at Rose Hill, M. So there's going to be a lot of people going into the pubs. They're going to be watching the footy, but the yeah. races are going to be onto the yes. side as well. <laughs> anything, if they don't get their Norm Smith tip up, is there anything today at Rose Hill that they can uh, maybe just keep an eye on, win a little bit of money to pay for all the beers they're going to drink? Let's quickly <laughs> take a look at three races. So race six, which is the Hermitage Stakes. Um, Semyon is the favourite, but my uncle Michael Friedman, who trains out of Randwick, he's got Libertini's half-brother in this event called Hawaii 5-0, and he's mm. one start for the one win. He's very talented. Uh, Tommy Berry on board. You can get about $7, $7.50 the win like there, so it. I'd be throwing him in your place, Maltese, heading into that event. The Golden Pendant, this is an absolute belter for the mares. I think with this, I am with Startantes, trained by Robert Heathcote, um, She's just an amazing mare who continues to go on with it. Um, Jason Collett on board. Again, about $3 the place. Espiona in that race, really interesting to see if she continues to come on. She wasn't too flash last start. She was one of the boom fillies of the spring last year. So heading into into this spring, we're hoping that we see the real true colours of Espiona. And then the big one today is the Golden Rose for the three-year-olds. The group one, worth plenty of money. The favourite here, well, the two favourites are trained by Godolphin and James Cummings, so in secret and also Golden Mile. I reckon my each-way money is going to be on Sue Tiger if he can handle the track at Rose Hill today. So hopefully that it does improve. I don't think we've had nearly as much rain up in Sydney as they thought we were expecting. Um, so I think he's a sneaky one, but also... Jay, um, Gary Portelli is an absolute marvel at training. And um, Sajardin, who competed in the Golden Slipper in autumn, I think is a good chance of running a place as well. But the two Godolphin runners for James Cummings will be hard to beat. But some great racing as we heat up towards the this, rest of the spring. And this is what we love about Emma Joe. She doesn't just go the, <laughs> the favourite. No, $2 chances. That's what you can read in the Herald Sun every day. I'm that's here right. to look through the form value. and try and find some value. Can you quickly recap for us, Joe? Just what are you circled there in your notebook? What so are she like race six, number eight, Hawaii 5-0, $7. Bait that each way, the place maybe. Race yeah. seven, number two, Startantes. And race eight, number four and 13 at some good value. So, Emma, we always appreciate yes. it. Now, you're doing some stuff for Channel 7 this morning. Yes. The colour around the ground. You've been to the MCC members, it's a good feel, isn't it? There's a good vibe going around here today. Amazing to see these MCC members line up. And I thought maybe from 1am, 2am. No, 12 o'clock yesterday, Whoa. they spent all night here at the G. And it was chilly last night mm-hmm. in Melbourne as well, waiting to get those unreserved seats. So I was there at 8 o'clock when they opened the gates and through the turnstiles, they all clock in and there was a lot of no running, no running and they were all just very cordial and very civil walking through the, the members to get those seats and some of them got an absolute beauty right on the boundary. Um, and then, yeah, doing plenty of 
you know, rhyming stuff for seven this morning. And, um, yeah, we've been on air since sunrise at 7 a.m. Oh. and we'll be on till the, the last singing of whatever song, whoever wants to sing it at six o'clock tonight. And what's the rest of the day hold for you now, Em? I get to relax. A few bevies? Oh, yes. Nice. Yes, got Beautiful. to the function. I've only been to one grand final, so I was uh, only grand final I've actually attended was 2008 Hawthorne Geelong. Mm. Um, so get to enjoy another one today. And then the last one, we were here 2019, sitting mm. at this very yes, stage yeah. and enjoying all the festivities as well. Is an op- upset in 2008 when Hawthorne got all over the Cats. Will we see another upset today? Will be fantastic. Joey, what time are we allowed to have our first beer today? Uh, <laughs> as soon as we finish the show. Okay, I'll just yep, check. Why not? Oh, we need your tip before yep. we let you go. Who's going to win oh! and why? Who's your Norm Smith? I think Geelong. Yep. I think Geelong by, I think it will be tight, maybe maybe 12 points, maybe two goals. And Norm Smith, I'm going to go with, with Joel. You've got to go with Joel. Yeah, fair I think, enough. I think you just uh, – that's a sentimental bet, isn't it? Who yep. do you think? Yeah, well, I'm Geelong, and I've gone Paddy Dangerfield. Yeah, I yeah. I think Danger. So I'm a romantic. This is his time. It is. Oh, guys. Thanks for popping by, him. It's oh, been I a great reunion, you. hasn't it? It's so nice. Can I come by again? Absolutely. More than welcome. Come every time. week. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends live from the MCG. Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Now, Lee Montagna and Jay Clark, we're going to have a deep dive on Sydney. How are the Swans going to raise the Premiership Cup later on tonight? Well, they have one massive advantage that is going to be crucial in this game. They are the number one pressure team in the Mm. competition. And when you bring pressure, it doesn't matter if you play against the, the greatest team of all time. It can undo the very best because... Your pressure can make team, make players and teams make mistakes. There's no doubt about that. And Sydney, particularly in the back end of the season, their pressure is through the roof. It is the number one by a mile. And we saw what it's been able to do. So Collingwood met their match when playing Sydney Swans. We've seen Geelong as well. They're vulnerable with pressure. So if teams don't bring the pressure, Geelong don't lose. They're 15 and zip. When teams really bring the heat against Geelong, they're five wins, four losses. They're yep. a 50-50 team. And one of those wins was against Collingwood only a few weeks ago where they look vulnerable, yep. particularly early in the game. So if Sydney can bring that pressure and get after Geelong and don't allow their slick ball movement and the style that we've seen from them, Sydney, the difference with them compared to Collingwood is Sydney are better at when they win that ball back, scoring off it. Yep. They are electric going forward. So Sydney absolutely are in this game up to their eyeballs. I think that they're evenly matched through the midfield. If they can just hit the scoreboard off the back of their turnovers, I think Sydney absolutely can win this game. And I wonder where they got the legs to. The MCG, I know they play on a smaller ground, the SCG. The MCG actually suits them, I think, Joey, because they've got these young stars. So we know about the big dogs in, in Lance Franklin and, and Luke and uh, Luke Parker as well. What about young Chad Warner? He looks like a Brownlow medalist in the making, this young fella. Ollie Florence, one of the slickest ball users. So I think Geelong and their 10, 30-year-olds, they're an ageing midfield. You know that John Longmore and his young Sydney Swans players are going to want to run and spread. You watch the Sydney team at the stoppage. Yes, they got the hard nuts inside, but when that when that ball breaks through that inside ring and goes outside, bang, those guys vanish and absolutely bolt. So against that aging young midfield, watch this early in the game. Those Sydney players will try and get on the outside and bolt really quickly. And then tactically, it's going to be fascinating to see what John Longmire does. He's one of the best coaches in the competition. We saw last week the Parker and Mills matchups to Jack Crisp and Jordan Degoe. Luke Parker put Jordan Degoe to sleep yep. in that prelim final. So which one of them goes to Dangerfield? Which one, I think, probably goes to Cam Guthrie? He's probably the other one who sneaks under the radar mm. with how much ball he gets. The Parker-Mills matchups will be really important. And what they do about Tom Stewart. So there's no doubt Sydney Swans will put work into Tom Stewart. Mm-hmm. Everyone's thinking Ryan Clark because he's played as a defensive forward. 
Don't be surprised if Will Haywood goes to Tom Stewart. He's done it in the past, plays yep. a bit of a defensive forward role. He'll follow Tom Stewart everywhere. He can compete with him in the air and then try and challenge him at grand level. And that is the Swans' other big advantage. If they don't allow Geelong to intercept market and De Koning and Stewart and Henry to start the rebound, if they can bring the ball to ground, City are the best team in the competition at winning ground ball inside their forward 50. Franklin was enormous last week yep. to bring the ball to ground. Yep. He had his moments, but he's just got to compete. If they can do that again, that's another reason why the Swans could cause this upset. And Buddy's going to have the strut today, isn't it? Well, he's his sixth grand final. He's been here and done it. He'll have the nostrils flared. He'll be up and about. I tell you what matchup. This guy might be one of the most underrated players in the competition. It's a matchup that's going to go a big way to determining this game. Dane Rampey, 32 years old, going to get the job on Jeremy Cameron. Now, if the Cats going to win today, you can just see Cameron having huge influence. Rampy is going to have to put his skates on and uh, and tie on to Jeremy Cameron because if Rampy can do that job, taking Jeremy Cameron out of this premiership decide is going to go a huge way to an upset Swans win. He's the man, right? It is. I think it is Rampy, but if it is Rampy, I don't think he can go with Jeremy Cameron all the way up the ground. I don't think he's got the tank, so Sydney might play a bit of cat and mouse and just sit back and wait for Jeremy Cameron. Let him go. Let him go. If he gets touches high, they'll cop that. He can get 20 disposals, but he's not going to hit the scoreboard, and they'll pick him up on the way through. It might just give them a bit of extra protection to stop that slingshot from Geelong coming off halfback. So it's going to be a, a tactical battle, but Sydney absolutely, as we said, they're well and truly in this. You spoke about Tom Stewart. What about the McCartan brothers yep. at the other end? How important are they? Well, I think certainly Tom is. Tom's going to get the role on Tom Hawkins. Yep. So that's going to be a matchup. He's done a really good job on him the last few times they've met. So he'll be confident. He just has to try and nullify his influence. And Paddy McCartan, they'll dictate the matchup to allow him to try and intercept, to roll across like he did when he was, I think he was the best player on the ground when these teams met early in the season. So both McCartan boys uh, will have their chance. And what a great story it is quickly on Paddy McCartan. Oh. Jay. I mean, this guy couldn't even go to a supermarket without getting a headache. And now here he is on the biggest stage of all. We spoke to him a couple of years ago on the Sunday uh, rub team. He came in, spoke to Wayne Carey, uh, Wayne Schross, Mark, Mark Howard. He was almost in tears, relaying experience. He couldn't sleep. He would wake up in sweats. He couldn't be in... in in rooms with bright lights, with loud, with loud sands. He said, he said, I feel like I'm a shell of a man. And you just look at this bloke and you think, mate, forget about footy. Just try and get your life right. But he's been doing a lot of mind, um, brain rehab exercises in terms of the memory and, you know, really complex um, uh, work with the um, Neuro Wellness Centre. And he's come back. And he for a while there, Joey, he looked like an all-Australian yeah. um, uh, defender. So the, the, the comeback is absolutely remarkable. The McCartan family are a great great family down there. Geelong, they run the uh, Bar and Club Hotel. Yep. And um, he is just going to be a huge story. He'll be in tears, Paddy McCartan, if they get up today. Before we finish on the Swans, question without notice, sorry, Jay, Sam Reid. He's become really important to this team. Yep. Does he get up for today? Because it looks like on the other side, Max Holmes is really going to struggle. Yeah, i do not expecting Max Holmes to play today. Sydney yesterday was saying that uh, Sam Reid would get up. So he's got the groin strain. So the question, and Nick Rewalt said this throughout the week, does he have the power to push off? Your groin, that's the adductor. That's where you get the power. So, Jake Collagesny for Geelong, he said yesterday, well, we're going to try and exploit that. If he can't move, if he can't get off his man, maybe we push off him. So, it's a big risk if the Swans are going to take him in. But if he does play, Joe, you wouldn't expect him to do the rucking. That's where Hayden McLean maybe does, gives him a chop out. Yeah, that's why Hayden McLean's coming to the side instead of uh, Logan McDonald. Hayden McLean will ruck and Sam Reid can just play as a permanent forward. Play so deep? I know he just plays normal role. He yeah. can't just play deep. He'll, they'll play their system. Sam Reid will definitely play. McLean will do the ruck work and uh, Reid is going to have an important role, not only at the scoreboard, but as we said, stop those Geelong interceptors from marking the ball. We've had a deep dive on the Swans. You said if they're going to win the Premiership, 
Joey, that they've got to bring the pressure. Now, Cats fans, listen up. This is how you're going to hold the Premiership Cup aloft tonight. Joey Montagna? Well, they don't have many vulnerabilities, Geelong. No. And that is that that has been, I think, now that the biggest thing we've taken away from finals, and it was Simon Goodwin who put it on the map, your vulnerabilities get exposed in finals, and that is why your game needs to be in perfect shape to win a premiership. And at the moment, Geelong don't really have any vulnerabilities. So that's why they deserve to be the premiership favourites and, and why I think they will win this grand final, because they tick every box. The way they defend as a group is, is amazing, and you'll get to see it firsthand today. They support one another. They free one player up. Uh, they get back and support with their wingers and their halfbacks. Then through the midfield, we know how tough and how strong they are, and they've just got too much firepower in that forward half. Their ability to find a mark inside 50 is better than any other team in the competition. It's been a point of difference for about four or five years, and it's what's held them in good stead this year. When other teams kick the ball long, bomb it into the pocket, can't find a mark, Geelong isolate their forwards better than any other team, and they'll get that opportunity against Sydney because Sydney are a 1v1 defence. So they don't necessarily roll across and outnumber like, say, a Geelong defence. They like to play 1v1. So I think the Geelong forwards will get some separation. Cameron will get some separation. Hawkins, Gary Rowan, and then the Smalls will be able to get to the feet. So I think Geelong are just so well balanced that if they can absorb Sydney's pressure which I think they should be able to do, then Geelong, I think, can win this game, absolutely. And what about the overhaul, too? We saw Geelong. I mean, for the past decade, Chris Scott has been a, a, a control coach. He wants slow, and they've been going sideways, of course, in recent years. They had the big redesign over summer. Now they're more direct. So when they take that mark, and they still take a lot of marks, they go directly to goal. So watch that ball movement today from Geelong. When they take the mark, you'll see Stewart. They will go direct. They'll take it on through the corridor. So it is a, um, it is a complete change in style for the Cats, but there has been a setback, and we uh, we mentioned this off the top of the show. Max Holmes will not play today. He is Ooh. out with that hamstring uh, injury, so there will be a late change. Parfit O'Connor uh, will come in. He's provided. He's a free... So who will play? Who, do you know who will play? Who will come in, do you think? Chris Scott said yesterday that O'Connor would come into the 22, and maybe Parfit is sub. Hard to know whether um, he will... Uh, whether there's ducks and drakes there, but O'Connor into the 22, and Parfit is sub. They could easily go the other way. Parfit it is a, a real goer. But Holmes on the outside, so with sort of an a- ageing on ball crew, he's provided that top line speed. He's a freak athlete. The endurance as well as the top line speed in the sprinting, he has been important. So that is a setback. He's played a huge role. What about Sam DeConing? What is he, 21 years old? He gets the job on, job on Buddy Franklin today. It's a huge stage. Can he do it on the absolute champion key forward? Well, there's no reason why he can't do it because he's done it to every opponent really this year, Sam DeConing. He doesn't see like the type that's going to get flustered. Yep. But as you mentioned, Bud's going to have this. Bud's going to have a strut today. Buddy's going to have it trying to intimidate the young Geelong defender. I've got no doubt because he knows his role, Buddy Franklin, with a younger Sydney side to throw his weight around, get after them. So he'll try and intimidate Sam DeConing, but I think the kid can handle it. I think if he can just restrict Buddy's influence, keep him to one or two goals and really not let him off the chain, that's all he needs to do. And then he'll rely on Stewart and Jack Henry and all the others to, to do their role. I think Geelong's defenders match up pretty well. I think that maybe a college Jasney will get Isaac Heaney and try and clamp him. I expect someone to go to Tom Stewart, but then Jack Henry can play a really important role. And I think Jed Buse is the key. Jed Buse will play on Tom Papley yep. and really try and make sure that the Energizer Bunny, the one that tries to kickstart Sydney's adrenaline and their game, I think Jed Buse's role on Tom Papley will be significant and a big factor in why the Cats get the job done. Before we finish, what about Dangerfield? He's a huge story today, chasing that elusive flag. His finals record has been a little bit up and down over the journey. He's going to be an absolute bull at a gate in the contest today. He's their 
trump card in that engine room. It sounds ridiculous, but he doesn't need to try too hard and go over the top. He just needs to play his role, play his game, and not think he has to do everything. We've all seen it. We can all picture danger when he tries to do too much. And sometimes, he, yeah, he's a bit of a bull at a gate and can be a bit scrappy. But if he just keeps to his role and focuses in like he played in the prelim, and he was awesome in the prelim, uh, he'll get that premiership. And I think he now knows that. I think he trusts his teammates. He trusts his midfields. He trusts his defenders. He'll play super. I think he'll leave from the front. That's why he's my Norm Smith medal tip. Repeating that news, Max Holmes yeah, he's is not, out of the grand final today. He's not going to play. There'll be another late change for the Cats. I've been optimistic all week that Holmes would play. Wasn't able to perform in the captain's run yesterday afternoon. Watched in his tracksuit pants, and that probably consigned his fate. Joey, Jay, and Kath Lockton will join us after 11. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends live from the MCG. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends live from the MCG opposite Gate 3. Joey, Jay are here. Kath Lockton not too far away. The game between the Cats and the Swans is going to be massive, yep. but the pre-game is going to be huge as well. I'm looking forward to Robbie Williams, Jay. What about the show we have got lined up today? I understand it is the biggest production since the Sydney 2000 Olympics, or certainly that's what we're saying. And we've got Tom McDonald. No, it's not the Melbourne key forward. It's the creative director from Mushroom. He's been hanging out with Robbie Williams for the past few days. He's been watching his rehearsals. Tommy, tell us, what sort of show have you got in store? Because I've heard very good things. Well, I don't know about the Sydney Olympics. It might even be bigger than that. But, uh, Ooh, I like it. <laughs> just putting it down. Uh, but no, we're talking the biggest entertainment piece, the grand final, and probably any sporting event has seen in this country. It is massive. Wow. Uh, and we have the biggest entertainer. And he's uh, ready to put on a show, I so can tell you that. What are we expecting? How long is he going to perform for? What time will it start? How big is this production going to be? Tell us about uh, it. It's a big set. We've got 20 minutes and we are packing in a whole lot of hits. Um, it's 1.30, so make sure you tune in and I would not miss this. But uh, we are not just talking about Robbie. We've got special guest Delta Goodrum. We have dancers, we have pyro, we have lights, we have choirs, we have everything. This is as big as you're going to see. And uh, yeah, we've been working on this production. Travis Hogan, my co-producer, uh, he's been in the game a very long time. He knows how to put them on big, but even he's uh, a bit scared by this one. I think we've pushed the limits, but that's what we want to do. This is a double whammy. A concert first yes. and then the footy second. Yes. You're getting two for the price of one. And I, I'm a big fan of rock DJ, uh, Tommy. I, mean, I could even belt it out soon on that episode. No. No. <laughs> no. It's, it's a great song. So <laughs> well, I'm, looking forward, I'm looking forward to that. That, that better be in we, the... Uh... We lost a dancer this morning, so if you want to get up there... <laughs> there you go. Don't tempt Don't tempt Don't tempt I'm I might do that. But the sun is shining. It's going to be uh, an unbelievable show. So there's nothing post-game, but there, can you take us through halftime? What's happening at halftime? We've well? got halftime, so we've got an all-Aussie lineup. And uh, for those who would remember last year, we did a big one in, in Perth. It was really special, uh, really about celebrating that Australian community. And us at Mushroom and Anna Toman, who books it, we really back our Australian artist, Michael Gadinsky, the late great man very much supported that and we want to put them on the big stage and um, you know they they own it as much as Robbie and today you're going to see a diverse inclusive range from G Flip through to Goanna celebrating 40 years of uh, one of iconic songs we've got Temper Trap it's massive yep. as well and so you've been hanging spending a bit of time with Robbie it's fair to say one of the biggest international pop superstars on the globe goodness knows how many uh, many albums he sold I think 70 million or something like that how's he going it, is he nervous is he excited how's he travelling it's a good question we actually uh, had a beautiful dinner last night with Gil and Kylie Rogers um, and Delta was there and um, 
There was a lot of love in the room, I can tell you that. Yep. And uh, even at the end, Gil gave his, uh, his coach's speech, amped everyone up. And I've got to, to tell you, to Robbie, to Delta, to all of us. <laughs> really? It yep. was uh, special. It was really special. And I think, um, you know, I've heard this a million times from international artists. They all say, yeah, I'm excited, blah, 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 blah. But he is absolutely pumped. He is taken on footy like it's uh, his own. And he is ready for the moment. And if he wasn't prior to this he was definitely last night after the big speech so he is an entertainer he's the biggest entertainer and there's no bigger entertainer for that massive stadium we're looking at although is there any danger is there any danger that delta could steal the show could she, <laughs> could she steal the show when she performed oh, well, the words that robbie said last night he was uh he was very flattering she can she's incredible yeah. we and love delta and uh, she's going to put on a show just as big as robbie and i know we probably can't say too much but there could be some special tributes or a special tribute throughout it i think there's, there's uh, a bit of a surprise there is there is there's a couple beautiful moments and i think that's what's really important is this show is produced for this moment this isn't robbie bringing over his show we produce this locally it's all mushroom team behind it and uh yeah robbie's putting in his efforts and he's putting in his love for the australian fans oh we're looking forward to robbie and we're looking forward to halftime tom thank you very much for joining us thank on you Dead guys. yeah good can't wait we're counting down our favorite grand final moments next jay but the team is finally assembled yes it certainly is what about kath lockman from fox footy folks doesn't she look absolutely mad <laughs> Magnificent. You've got the bold pink, Kath. I like it. It's yes. a sort of a bit of a special grand final outfit. You've been down on the river doing the longest kick. And you had the well, b- I didn't do the longest kick. I, th- I <laughs> no. thought you How were. How far would you kick it? No, I would <laughs> never <laughs> have a shot. <laughs> I, I, pardon? 50 metres. No way. <laughs> Outside. Do you know what? Jordan Lewis only got about 21 metres. Really? Yeah. Um, Brad Johnson, 22. And then Moons came to the party, got on. 40-odd. So you've just come come across, you've been busy. What's the atmosphere yes. like? How's it starting to build around the MCG? It's great. And I have to say, I'm going with a lot more Sydney Swans fans down near the Fox Ooh, Footy really? in Geelong. Yes, very outnumbered. Wow. So we forget how big South Melbourne fans, they get around their Swannies when they're in Melbourne town, and, and it's great to see. Sun is shining, crowd is building. I love the atmosphere. Yes. It's electric on uh, Grand Final Day, one of the best days of the year. Now, you did the parade. Hang yes. on, hang on, hang on. i just got to stop you. You two yes. look very smart compared to our usual Saturday morning headset <laughs> legend set up. You're usually in your hoodies looking... Active wear? Yeah, yes. active. Yeah. Well, Jay-Z sometimes rolls with the active wear. Yeah, not so much. Joey, not so much. But you're both looking very sharp. I just had to Joe, say that. Joey hasn't run since his retirement. It's uh, fair to say. <laughs> Only kidding. Uh, Joey, so what about the parade yesterday? So they yes. went to the... Went and did the boats. How do we feel like the? So, hang on a second. This has got a fair bit of um, copped a bit of criticism. The parade. I thought the parade was great. You liked the boats. I liked the boats. All went well. What's no wrong one with fell the boats? in. Well, I thought it was good. It allowed more yeah. people to be able to get closer access yes. to the fans. Yeah. Sit on the bank and just watch the boats go by. Okay. Chuck away. I thought it was great. I know there was a little bit of uproar because it didn't go the route many were expecting. It didn't go close to the bridge. Right. And there were a lot of people on the bridge, so they felt yeah. a bit robbed. But I thought, all in all, the parade was great. Man, well, sometimes the players are a little bit hard to see when they're 500 metres away, so maybe a bit of work. <laughs> and how were the players? Did they give you a bit? Did they, did yes. they chat? Because yeah, normally did. when Jay-Z does it, some are a bit, eh, not so much <laughs> wanting to chat to Jay-Z, but when you, they were all very friendly. They were, they were very friendly. I had the Geelong team. Brad Johnson did the Sydney Swans, and, and it was great to see all the players with their kids in the Toyota Hiluxes, not strapped in, so it got a little bit <laughs> bumpy and dangerous at times. But, no, they were all so lovely. Uh, Patrick 
Patrick Dangefield, he's always he seemed very relaxed, as did the, the, the skipper Joel Selwood and Chris Scott. It was great to hear Joel uh, revealing that he's going to run out with Gary Ablett Jr.'s son Levi today. So that is going to be a really heartwarming moment on the MCG. Yeah. He yeah. said that they felt the club just didn't pay enough tribute um, to Gary Ablett Jr. when he retired because, of course, the COVID impacted years. So they yeah. want to do a bit more for Gary Ablett Jr. to thank him. And they thought this will be a moment Levi will never forget. And it's going to be a heartwarming moment to witness. Oh, yeah. A whole tribute to the Ablett family. I saw an amazing moment at the back here yesterday as all the Cats players and Swans players lined up to be presented on stage. And at the back of the Geelong line, I saw um, Joel Selwood give Tyson Stengel a massage. It was almost <laughs> like, mate, you're made for this. Yeah. This will be your day. You'll be right. I'm not sure they had a little bit of nerves at the time. No, and then I did hear him as well when they walked out onto stage. He said, smile, smile, yep. make sure you smile. He was saying that behind Tyson Stengel. He's obviously just probably still pinching himself that he's playing mm. in a grand final. Yeah, of course, just trying to relax uh, the young man. Hey, quickly, should we touch on some of the big trades that are going to happen in this year's exchange period? Yeah. Just quickly. I know Geelong's a lot about um, Geelong and Sydney. I think the big story over the next few months, particularly at Melbourne, is going to be whether Max Gorn and Brody Grundy can work together, Joey. So Max Gorn, we know, is all Australian ruckman. Brody Grundy, superstar at Collingwood, comes across. It's going to be the big story of the summer. Do you think this can work, or will this, this be a risk for Melbourne? They lose Luke Jackson to Fremantle, of course. How's it going to pan out? I think Melbourne can make it work, absolutely. I mean, if they believe internally they can make it work, then, I mean, who are we to question Melbourne's, Melbourne's decision? I think that having the two best ruckmen in the one team yep. is going to be a real threat for the yep. competition. They'll, they'll figure out what works best for them, but I've got no doubt it's going to be it's going to be scary for the opposition coming up against Melbourne next year yep. with the two best rucks in the one team. Dan McStay, it was confirmed yesterday, he's gone from Brisbane uh, to Collingwood. He's going to come in. He's that third banana forward. How do you rate uh, Dan McStay? I think there's some there's some different opinions. I mean, we know he's on good money, about $600,000, uh, uh, Joey. Do you feel like he's an A-grade addition to the Collingwood forward line? No, he's not an A-grader. I think we've seen enough of Dan McStay now. He's 26 years of age. We know what he's going to provide. He'll, he'll get his 10 or 11 disposals. He'll have a couple of shots at goal, and he's capable of taking a big pack mark. But yep. I don't think by changing jumpers that all of a sudden he's going to be a different player to yep. what he already is. So he'll have a role at Collingwood. Whether it's going to be um, impactful enough for them to take the next leap, well, that's going to be the big challenge. The Western Bulldogs, their defence fell apart this year, didn't it? And you mentioned this at the start of the season. You said that oh, you weren't sure about the Western Bulldogs. We know how good that midfield is, but um, in the defensive end, they get Liam Jones, former from Carlton, maybe Tomlinson from uh, Melbourne, Rory Lobb from Fremantle, potentially, Griffin Logue from North Melbourne. So Luke Beveridge and his men are very active. Do we feel like the Bulldogs are going to springboard back up because they're making moves? Yeah, I do. I think the Bulldogs absolutely will realise they need to change their team defence. They'll get some personnel behind the ball. I actually still want to see Aaron Norton go to centre-half back. I yep. think if they do get Lobb or a few other players, I think Aaron Norton could be the best centre-half back in the competition. I wouldn't mind seeing that move happen. Just quickly, do you say Tomlinson to the Bulldogs? Chance, yep. Right. I believe he might have uh, went past. the. Well, he can't get a game at Melbourne. Mm. And know? he's on good money. He's surplus their requirements. They've got Steve Mayer, they've got Jake Lever. The Bulldogs are crying out for someone of his type. That's some big trade news, but obviously the game, mate. That's that's the big news that's today. It's yep. the grand yes. final. It's the Cats and yes. the Swans. Cathers, what else do you have to do today? Cathers, you that's just drop a Cathers. I that's Billy Brownless coming out of you. <laughs> um, I'm actually heading off now to the Olympic Room. Ooh. Uh, that is where the Prime Minister will be. Is anyone excited? Nice. Um, any <laughs> Anthony Albanese fans here today. Um, but no, I'll go there. I'll do a few uh, intros and whatnot. And then I'm just going to sit and enjoy it with my brother. September club afterwards, you're going to... 
I don't think I've had to ticket, but you're you're going to be uh, going in hot to the September club. We'll get you in, Kath. We'll get you in the September club. (laughs) Jay-Z, you going to September club? Uh, It might be late. Got some newspaper uh, stuff to do, writing the Norm Smith medal story, so that should take me to about 9 or 10 o'clock. Quick tip. I'm, I've been on Geelong for a while, but I've, I've changed my mind. I'm going with my heart. I'm going to Sydney Swan. Wow. Yeah. Who's going to win the Norm yeah. Smith? Luke Parker. He's, he's had an outstanding final series. He set the tone earlier that prelim last uh, week. I reckon he's going to come, come out firing today as well. The Dead Set Legends. Triple M. We are live from the MCG, opposite Gate 3. How good the grand final is back at the G, boys. Oh, I love it. The sun is shining, uh, Joey. Don't worry about the Bureau of Meteorology saying it's going to be cloudy and 15 degrees. It is cold. It's a little fresh. We're in our job, as it must be said. But it, it is an electric atmosphere. And, well, we thought we should recap some of the greatest grand final moments or some of our favourite moments. And we're not just talking about the amazing stuff on the field. Some of the best work of our, our Triple M commentary team as well. Sometimes the commentators don't get enough credit, Rabsy. I mean, the iconic moments, the players on the field. But some of the most iconic moments in grand final history are the calls. Yes. Absolutely. And we want to take a listen to some of the very best calls. Says the commentator over here. Yeah. Says me <laughs> Not on the list of any of these calls. Can I start off, please? No, you go first. We have to wind back the clock to 2002. It was Brisbane versus Collingwood. We all remember it. This is when Michael Voss was the Lion King, one of the most intimidating and physical players in the game. Scotty Burns absolutely flatlined him. BT, this is an incredible call. You pick it up. Johnson on the left boot with a dicky, dippy little kick. It oh. went nowhere. Burns and Voss bounced off each other. Two of the hardest oh. nuts on the ground. <laughs> BT is an absolute genius. As a Collingwood fan, yep. 02 was the first one I sort of remembered because 1990 was before that. When that moment happened, you just had to sit back and go, wow. Yes. The fe- That's a big grand final moment. The theatre of it. Yeah. Only Michael Voss can get away so with it. So 2002 was my first year in the competition. It was the first time as a player you got grand final tickets. Yes. So I said to myself, I would go to every grand final as a player until I played in one. I sat there in the grandstands and watched that and thought, oh boy, <laughs> oh, that's out of my league. That, that, I'm like, I'm a long way off playing in a grand final if that's the standard. Yeah. No, you were very tough, Joe. You uh, no, no, no. Hey, uh, we had to, we had to uh, we had to bring this in. Now I know this is still um, tough for you, Joe. You know, quite an emotion. Oh, you're 2010. Ah, oh, you're not. The Collingwood versus St Kilda draw. Now, great mate Brennan Goddard. He still thinks that uh, there should be a statue of that mark. Who can forget when BJ Goddard took that absolute screamer against Collingwood deep in goal? I think he climbed on Harry O'Brien or Harry Lumumba's shoulders. Took an absolute screamer. Kicked the goal. Put the Saints up. Let's have a listen, Leroy. He gives it to Lenny Hayes. He kicked it to the edge of the square. Goddard. Goddard. BJ! Goddard has taken one of the marks of the year. BJ Goddard! By God, Jim, they're going to be in front, the Saints. At the end of the square, he's going to put St Kilda in front with a goal or a point. This is the moment. That was the moment of goal. I still get tingles when yep. I hear that. Because that was the only time in a game of football I actually got tingles playing. Yep. When I was at the top of the 50, saw BJ take that mark, and yep. exact as they called it, yep. oh, boy, we're going to be in front with four minutes to go in a grand final. But then, as we know, this happened. We are staring into the second draw in AFL history. We're down to five seconds. Four, three, two. Here's your siren. One. There it is. 
second time in AFL VFL history. We're coming back next week, Jim. <laughs> what, did you, what did you think? I was going to no, that point. I, no, uh, confusing. Yeah. Confusing. I uh, wasn't sure what was going to happen. I didn't. We just spoke about it last night. A few of us had a function. We didn't know when the siren went, literally, if it was extra time or a replay. Yeah. Because we hadn't thought about it. We yep. had not prepared for it. Hadn't spoken about it. Didn't even really know the rules. And then it was pretty quickly put to bed that, no, guys, you've got to do it all again mm. next week. Yeah, next week went well. You had some issues with your um, rooms as well, didn't you, post-game? They flooded. They yeah. flooded the rooms, so we couldn't even go into the rooms. We had to go to some other rooms on the other side of the ground. Our families didn't know whether they should come in and give us a hug, whether they should stay away, should we go to the function post-game. It yep. was a bizarre time in footy. Righto, Rabsy, what do you got? Nick Malcheski. Oh. When the Swans yes. were playing in a grand final against the Hawks, and he did this. Four-point lead to the Swans. Deep in their forward area. Here's Kennedy. Coughed it up. Picked up by Hanabry. Malcheski. Snap. And there's your grand final. Oh! There's your grand final. The, the Sydney Swans Oh, the Swans fans will like that. Safe to say, Spud loved that. Yeah. <laughs> He's climbing all over the call, but what a goal. Can all, they, almost he, 10 years to the day. Almost ooh. 10 years to the day when Sydney what last won their premiership. He kicked pretty much the same goal in the first quarter as well. He had a great game, yeah. Melchesky, and so did Mike Pike. People forget, he had a great grand final, Mike Pike. I saw him yesterday at the parade. Big Mike Pike's there. <laughs> Mike the, Pike. Big, the big Canadian rugby. Yeah, he was there with his Sydney uh, gear on. Tell you what, Sydney, they did it in 2005. 2012, as you just called. Could they do it again? 2012. 22. What a footy club. What else, Rabs? My other moment is the last time Geelong were in a grand final. They were they were in the game, and yes. then they got dusted. Stanley, a nervous one. Here comes Dusty. He's shaping up for a fourth goal. No the way. No. He's got no. four. You cannot do it any better than that. Oh, piss off. He said, Duck, do you think I won't win it? Got <laughs> <Stop> that. <laughs> One of the best goals you'll ever see, and yep. to do it in a grand final as well. But that grand final, all four of his goals were yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. And he poor, was taking the mickey. Poor Jake Kolodzhazny, who couldn't have done a better effort to try and stay close to Dusty. They go, oh, just that, that don't argue. How could we forget? Poor old Jake. Now, what? you've been in three grand finals. I'm going to so finish this up. I've got two more. Good moments. I've got two moments that stick out for me. Mm. The first one, this is for you, Rabsy. This oh, is for you and anyone that just does not like Collingwood. <laughs> We've got to relive the moment that Dom Sheed broke the pies oh. Fans' hearts in the 2018 grand final. Big Mark Liam Ryan massages it to a one on two. Sheed's got it. Thought about playing on. Oh, he did play on. Now he goes back with the footy. Jesus is a tough kick. He is hemmed in the pocket. We've got two minutes left in the grand final. Set shot, left footer. It is good. That is incredible. That is unbelievable. Yeah, that was a pretty good goal. The, the composure. It was a pretty good push in the back as well. To make that. <laughs> the composure. Oh, my hands would have been shaking. The game on the line. Stakes couldn't have been higher. Unbelievable Crowd moment. on the fence yelling into his ear, and he yep. nailed it. That was clutch. But the favourite moment of all time, the favourite radio call in grand final history, mm. I think we all agree, has to go to our man Brian Taylor oh, yes. when the Western Bulldogs oh. finally won the flag in 2016 against the Sydney Swans, and it was that man, Tom Boyd. Buddy tackled by Mullis. Dropping the ball. Boyd took the advantage and played on from inside the centre square. Boyd's kicked the goal. Boyd's kicked the goal from inside the centre square. I can't believe that. Boyd has kicked the goal from inside the centre square. He's got the magic. 
<laughs> he did drop the magic, and only BT can get away with that, which is why we absolutely love it. And one from last year to finish off. What a second half that was from the Melbourne Football Club. Christian Petrarca and Clayton Oliver absolutely ran right against the Bulldogs. And James Brayshaw, one of the finest commentators this game has seen over the past 20 years, doesn't he absolutely nail it when Oliver goes bang from outside. 30 seconds left. Little one from Barney. Surely not another one. Handball to Oliver. Streaming through. Bang! Bang, bang, bang! That is incredible. So they're the unbelievable moments. They're going to happen out there on the on the big stage today. The, some, a team or a player is going to get that opportunity. Who is going to stand up? And more importantly, Howie or Das might also get that big iconic <laughs> moment. <laughs> the start. Can't wait to and listen. Brownie to will be in the back row wishing it was him, <laughs> and he'll jump all over the top <laughs> of him. Boys, we want to get your predictions. Who's going to win? Who's going to kick the first goal? And who is going to take home the Norm Smith Medal? Yeah, we've spoken a lot about this game, haven't we, Jay Z? Yep. But look, early in the week, I was more confident Geelong as the get game gets closer, I do think Sydney, as I've said in this, up to their eyeballs, I think they can really push the Cats, their pressure there's no reason why they won't, that, that's what I'm expecting if these two teams bring their best this game will go down to the wire I'm going to lean to Geelong, I just think the experience I think that they are primed, they are ready, this is their moment, I think they've just got a little bit too much firepower, yep. Cats get the job done, I think only by 11 points and I'm a romantic, I'm a hopeless romantic I think it sets up for Paddy Dangerfield to win the Norm Smith Whoa. put himself into folklore, he gets the Premiership Medane, he gets the Norm Smith and he gets everything he's ever dreamed of. That's where I'm going. First goal scorer, I think it's going to be Buddy Franklin. Ooh. Wait for the roar when Bud inside the first five minutes kicks the opener. It's going to be going off its head. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see. We know Sydney's going to come hard at the Cats early, so their pressure factor champion data says it's off the charts early. So the competition average is about 180. Sydney's first quarter is a pressure 202. That is fierce. That is frenetic. They're going to try and knock the Cats off the rails early. So they have got to be calm and composed. And with 10 30-year-olds in this lineup, you know that the age and experience, Joey, been calling them dad's army. Well, on the biggest game of the season, on the biggest stage, that's got to be an advantage because they have the uh, they have the uh, edge and the experience stakes. So I think that Tom Stewart will win the Norm Smith medal today. Ooh. He will have a lot of it across half-back. He'll get engineered to be free. He's going to uh, control a lot of that ball in the half-back. They're going to go quickly from him. So I'm expecting him to have a field day. Like you, I think the Cats can, can get it done. I expect Jay uh, Jeremy Cameron, Tom Hawkins, Tyson Stengel, Gary Rowan, they're going to have the firepower up forward. Mitch Duncan, you mentioned earlier, um, he's going to have a lot of the ball across halfback as well. So I think the Cats, if they can withstand that early onslaught from Sydney, then I think um, they can run away with this. First goal, what about Joel Selwood? You said it'll bring goosebumps if uh, Buddy Franklin. What if Joel Selwood, potentially his final Joel Selwood, first goal. He'll be like like Vossi. Well, we're trying to think left field. We don't want to say Jeremy Cameron. I'm thinking of the theatre here, Joey. Joel Selwood, potentially his last game, goes out on a high with the first goal. It'll bring goosebumps. Gee, I can't wait for this one, Ramsey. Tell you what will bring the house down. Tom yep. Papley first goal, because he'll do three laps of goal, <laughs> celebrating with his arms out. Hey, we, we, we always have to finish the show with this. It's time for... Your Dead Set Legend. Triple M's Dead Set Legend of the Week. We've been there for it all. 4 and 20, Australia's original fan food. Mate, you are a legend. Come with me on this, Jay-Z, because I do yep. want to acknowledge Gil McLaughlin yes. and what he has done, not only this this year, but in, in general. This is going to be the last official uh, you know, function, really, as the, the 
CEO of the AFL. I think what he has done since he's been in charge has been amazing. We're going to have a 19th team yep. in Tasmania. The game is in as good a state as we've seen it. He secured the financial security with the long-term deal. I think he's been a wonderful, a wonderful leader for this game. I yep. know he's had a rough week. We've touched on that, but yep. I think Gil McLaughlin. I hope he can enjoy today. Sit back and appreciate what he's done for the game because the game is in great shape through COVID and everything he's gone through. Rabsy, I think we can all agree. So, look, probably the biggest honour he's ever going to get. He's going to get this week's dead set legend of the week. He's also enjoying himself on the way out. Yes, he is indeed. <laughs> hey, don't go anywhere. The Rub Boys taking over from us. JB, Bill, Byrne, Damo, all ahead of a massive grand final between the Cats and the Swans. Thanks for having us. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey J and Cat. Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, well done, Joey. Hard work's being rewarded. Just some of my best work. Joey Montagna, Jay-Z Clark, and Fox Footy's Kath Lockman. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. You go for it. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Make sure you do a little bit of training. Keep yourself in good shape. Don't come back too fat. That was always <laughs> my little one. Dead Set Legends.